0: Photography World, a podcast for everyone passionate about landscape photography. I'm Grant Swinburne and I'll be your host on this show, talking to landscape photographers about their motivations, likes, and dislikes. This podcast is sponsored by SyncBack Pro, the professional photographer's tool to keep your images safe. How safe are your photographs? Or to put it this way, how would you feel if you permanently lost some or even all of them? The fact is, There are very real risks in storing your digital images on a hard drive, even if they're backed up to an external device. There's ransomware, hardware failure, file corruption, virus infection, and even accidental deletion or destruction. SyncBack Pro makes this problem go away, permanently. SyncBack Pro is the professional photographer's tool to back up photographs, images, documents, and data files. Once set up, it keeps your files safe, quietly and reliably in the background, so if problems occur or disaster strikes, you'll have nothing to worry about. Your photographs will be safe. Which is why it's also the backup solution that I use myself for my own photographs. Take advantage of an exclusive 25% discount today by going to www.backup.sg. This software will never expire, meaning your photographs are safe forever. That's www.backup.sg. Give your photographs the protection they deserve. Oscar Sloan is a passionate travel, landscape and commercial photographer and filmmaker from Tasmania, Australia. He first started getting creative with a camera in 2017 to capture moments around his backyard, Tasmania. Oscar soon found a strong passion for creating unique work which has led him to be a full-time freelance creative. From creating still imagery and films to travelling all over the world and connecting with clients to story tell through powerful imagery and films, Oscar is a driven individual with a deep passion for what he does. We discuss his favourite locations, how he got into freelancing and why he loves the Tasmanian wilderness, along with a lot more. I hope you enjoy the show. G'day Oscar, welcome to the Landscape Photography World, how are you going? G'day Grant. Yeah, I'm going really well. Thanks,
1: mate. And um, yeah, thanks for having me on today. I'm looking forward to having a chat with you.
0: Yeah, very uh very keen to get into it and find out why you do what you do and a little bit about how. So why don't we start with why photography and in particular why landscape photography? What 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 is it to you and why why do you do it?
1: Yeah, so I guess i am starting the question off back where I started, I guess, to will bring me to where I um today so i um about five years ago i started picked up a camera because i was really into hiking and exploring tasmania where i live and mm-hmm. we have like a bunch of um versatile land- landscapes here we've got you know oceans to mountains to yeah big forests and stuff so we've got a lot to look to look at and um i basically yeah picked up a camera was into hiking and just took a few photos along the way as I guess every other photographer starts out. So, yeah. um, and, uh, yeah, and it's and just the landscape had in specifically drew drew me to it because of, I dunno, just Tasmania was, we've got so much to look, look at. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just was eager to go out and explore and take photos. And then, you know, once, once you get back home, chuck it in the editing suite and, um, play around with some colours. And I guess that was sort of my favourite part too, just going back and having a yeah. play around and see what I could create in the post-production area. So, um, oh, and ever since then, it's just been a big passion to keep keeping, keep, looking for the next great shot. And I, I really try to inspire others through my work to get out there and see, see what nature's got. So, fantastic. Yeah.
0: Okay. So whereabouts in Tassie are you? So I'm based
1: on the Northwest coast, a little town called Olveston and which is about where the spirit of tasmania comes into devonport it's about 10 15 minute drive from there uh towards the northwest yep and um originally born in launceston which is another bigger town back about an hour away inland a bit so um yeah i've been on the on the northwest coast for the last two to three years now and yeah, uh, yeah just live by the beach and uh yeah really enjoying it so
0: yeah so you get uh, some interesting weather there, don't you? Uh, you're basically on what's called Bass Strait, which uh, is renowned for, I guess, stormy and moody weather. Is is that your bag, or do you prefer it when it's sunny?
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, it's a like you say, you get a mixed bag, and um, yeah, some days it's really, really dramatic and and bigger waves and stuff, which is awesome to go shooting because I love like the moody and dramatic conditions and and on the other hand, you get nice pristine days, which is still another favorite part of my shooting as well. So I got the best of both worlds, to be honest. And and like I'm only an hour or so into Cradle Mountain, which is a you know the World Heritage area of yep. National Park, and um, it's a, another favorite spot to shoot. It. I mean, you, I've been there that many times; it doesn't get old. There's always something to look forward there. So I'm in a really good spot. And um, yeah, the the way I shoot is sort of based on yeah what what's surrounding me. So
0: yeah, fair enough. Cool so what is it I guess that you're chasing what motivates you th- to get out there and and do it
1: yeah so I guess I guess it's really like like what I said the, the landscapes that draw me into creating something unique and um always finding finding different different perspectives different compositions um I mean like everyone can go shoot that lake and get the same photo but like I, I and I, I've done it before like but I'm always trying that I guess the last couple of years, it's I think we all have that shift. You're always finding different patterns, like different, different um areas to explore and stuff. And I yep. and I think since COVID sort of happened, I've um more been drawn to connect with home and find different things around my backyard. And been living on the Northwest, obviously a different location than where I'm being brought up. And I've just been finding all these little hidden spots that I would never would have found. And and just having yeah, being drawn back to home when COVID was on, and and finding different areas, it's it's been really inspiring just to connect closer to home, and then yeah, create some different work. And um, but yeah, now now traveling's back open. Um, I've got a few travel plans to look forward to. So, right. and um, yeah, so yeah,
0: I mean, I mean I bragged on a bit there. I don't know. <laughs> no, that, that's fine. Um, yeah. So I guess you talked a little bit about traveling. Uh, what is next for Oscar Sloane? Where 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 do you plan to get to?
1: Yeah, so early next year I'm planning to go over to South Africa um, into Namibia. It's always been on my buck list. I'm sure yeah. it's a lot of people's bucket lists. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm really looking forward to just shooting like the big scale dunes and um, yeah, just just getting over there and just seeing. Seeing something different as well, like, you know, wildlife as well. I've never explored shooting that sort of stuff and um, and learning a bit more about the culture. Uh, yeah, so that that's on my list towards um, the first quarter of uh, next year. Mm-hmm. And then later in the year, I'll get back over to Europe and um, got Norway on the list, Turkey and uh, a bit more of Greece. So, yeah, wow. that'll be next year. So looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, that's a it's a pretty long list though.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I could go for go longer, but yeah, like it's it's where do you cut it off? But um, oh, that's it. That's yeah, it. So I'm, I'm so very that, much that, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's on the travel plans next year for sure. And um yeah, it'd be good to good to get that
0: all done. So Yeah, yeah, nice. Do you think it's important to have goals in your photography? Do you have goals and if so, what are you what are you looking for in creating those?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I definitely think you've got to have goals in place for sure. And, and I mean, some people don't and and I, I can be completely honest, I don't have some here and there and then sometimes think, oh, shit, I should be doing this, you know, like. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely goals set in place for what I want to do and where I want to be in like, you know, a decade's time. Because sure. um, at the moment I'm doing, a, you know, a lot of commercial work back home here. That's That's my nine to five. So commercial work, you know. Bit of real estate work, yep. um, do a lot of architectural work. I'm I'm actually a builder by trade. And, okay, yeah, and and I think just having the eye for photography and being having that building background, like building new homes and big big specky builds, it's um drawn me into shooting nice big unique homes like that. Yeah, so, right. so that's what I'm doing in the nine to five. And I think yeah, like looking forward ahead for the goals, I still would like to be doing the architectural work and then probably more branching into a bit more. Travel work as well. Like it's, it's. I'm at the point now where, you know, I'm at an age where I'll probably have kids coming along at some point, and it's it's going to be a bit hard to travel. But I think down the path in a, you know the years to come, once once that I can get back into the traveling, I'll be pushing for more tourism work and um
0: yeah, right.
1: Trying to trying to branch into more of my landscape because I think that's that's my big passion and my my strength. So shooting the landscape tourism work would definitely be the goal on the list. Yeah. Um, and I guess, and I guess, just um, just having a healthy, successful business and family like is evolving around the photography. If I can have that happy medium with both, and that that's, I'd be happy. So, yeah.
0: Nice. nice. I want to talk to you a little bit about the business side of things uh, mm-hmm. a bit later, but uh, before we do that, I'm interested. I guess where you took a shift from just taking photos while out hiking to where you sort of started to turn it into something more artistic and where that actually happened for you and why you sort of started to take that bent because a lot of people are more than happy you know just with their iphone or whatever yep. going out taking happy snaps
1: yep yep but
0: yep. some of us have that sort of bend in the road that goes okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna go off in this direction and yeah I'm yeah. interested in why, where that happened for you yeah
1: so yeah like I said I started about five years ago as, as the passion and then um yeah got really stuck into it and I was like this is awesome and I just wanted to for sure I guess and um started picking up a few clients along the way and you know as, as every every other photographer sort of starts out jobs here and there and it's like oh this is cool gonna make a bit of money from it and yep, yep. um yeah still doing the building work and just doing this along the side and then it was I sort of had a had a, had a switch where I could have given it all and gone full time but it's just like that step outside that comfort zone and whether to do it so i think it's you have to go all in or nothing like and i was still in that mindset where i was like oh i'm enjoying the building work but photography is also cool like what do i do and then it was about 2019 when i moved over to canada for to live over there and do a working holiday visa so i was there for the whole year of 2019 and you know just just doing uh working in a retail uh ski shop and um outdoor wear shop so and i had a lot of time up my sleeve to do photography over there and of course canada's a beautiful place to to know grow and um make some more work so i um yeah did that for the year And then i come back and i wasn't really motivated in the building area at all like after obviously living over there and you know shooting most days um a lot, lot come, of
0: photography options there
1: yeah yeah exactly and and then just coming back to the no nine to five grind here back to reality um it sort of sucked for a few months and then <laughs> you know, it went on and then then COVID hit so i still stuck out throughout the building through then and then it was in the year year's end of uh 2020 when um it was the summer holidays like you know christmas holidays and all that sort of stuff over the New Year's break, and I was out um, at, out at Derby, which is a little town in Tasmania where the like the motor the, sorry the mountain bike scene goes crazy, yep. and yep. I, I'm into doing that as well in my spare time. So I was out there, and and yeah, one day we're riding, and I come come a crash and uh, broke my back, and oh, um, yeah, so that put me off off doing anything, you know, for a good three months. So um, that was sort of really the silver lining where it switched. It was just like. Yeah okay, I broke my back. What am I going to do? I don't have it because I was a subcontractor for building, so I didn't have any yeah. any holiday leave, you know, sick leave or anything. So I um, I was like, I need to do something to make money, and yeah. I really pushed the photography. Like I had a few clients I do here work here there beforehand, and mm-hmm. I sort of just just gave it all and just went into that down that path and thought this is the, this is all I can to do to make money for the next however long, and then you know six months down the track, it just started getting busy, 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 yeah. like um word of mouth and it just, it just honestly just went from there and, and since that day I, I haven't been back on the tools so um yeah been, been freelancing and running my own business now for you know the best part of two years so,
0: amazing yeah. that's cool so why don't we talk a bit about the business now it, Yeah, that obviously was where you made that choice to change the lifestyle to go full-time photography Uh, how were you sort of balancing that before, you know, work and photography beforehand? And how are you finding moving into that uh, full-time work, how that actually works for you in terms of balancing lifestyle, family and the rest of things?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I guess when um, it's back to the start where you said, like beforehand, when I was thinking about the switch and whatever, um, it was actually quite difficult because I was, yeah, on the building side, I was working, you know, your, your normal seven o'clock to four or five o'clock, yep. um, Monday to Friday, and it was hard to obviously shoot for clientele because they're, you know, work Monday to Friday too. So, I had a few scenarios where there would be an opportunity to do a really cool job, and I'd be like, I want to do that, and then you know, you'd go speak back to the boss, be like, I want to go do this, 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 and then it's sort of become to the point where they're like well you've either got to choose photography or building you gotta you gotta pursue one of them and yeah. that's what made me actually think like well i want to do photography like i, I don't i don't want to be the buildings get like, yeah you know, photography. exactly exactly and i had like all these opportunities with local businesses in tasmania here to do some really cool work for um and i was like no nah, i'm doing this and then and then that's when back to when i, I did the switch i was like yeah I, I don't want to go back on the tools i want to do this because I've got so much more opportunity to, to grow in my, in what I want to do and be passionate about. So, yeah. And then, and then moving to the, to the business sort of life it was, I mean, the last two years it's been, it's been weird because I I guess we're still in that post COVID scenario, you know, some weeks are really busy, some weeks are a bit inconsistent. And I I guess that's the life of freelancing um, to be honest. So, but at the moment, yeah, it's been, it's been really busy and it's keeping me busy, which is good. And, um, sometimes it's too busy, <laughs> but, uh, I can't complain. And, and yeah, when you say with the, the balance between, you know, your, your normal life and I guess about back to shooting photos as a passion, it's to be honest, it's been a bit hard because I've been focusing more on keeping the clientele work happy and keeping focus on that to try to build the business. yeah Um, yeah. and it's it's i think everyone goes through that position that scenario where they're they lose a bit of the the interest in the passion side of it because they're trying to focus on well you're doing it as your job now you know so yeah um, it, it does make it hard but i think like i've just been got back from europe a few months ago and and it was nice to get away and actually take it in as a holiday but take the camera and just shoot you know the happy snaps along the way and and not really plan anything and that's that's back to where it all began and that was sort of like a good reset I think we we're over there for five weeks and my partner and um yeah that was a really good reset and I think if if I didn't have that breakup in between it's it can get a bit, bit hard at times so mm. but yeah the balance does get a little tricky but always I think I'll always still enjoy you know shooting the landscapes and um drawing back to where I began because that's where I am today and that's how it started and I'll always be grateful for that so sure. um, yeah I don't, I don't think that'll ever die down but yeah it's, it's sometimes it gets a tricky to to get that balance but it's always nice to step back when you can and and um, even just go you know go for a hike or just do something back to the roots without the camera even so just a yeah. bit of a reset oh. so
0: yeah so I guess, in terms of the structure of the business, you' obviously doing quite a bit of real estate and architectural work, et cetera, and you're trying to get into the travel. Are you doing anything? what else is there, I guess to supplement income when that income isn't coming in? because as you say, it can be a bit up and down, some weeks are are a bit dry, other other bits other weeks you got more than enough to do, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, in terms of, yeah, week in, week out, like I said, it's your real estate and architectural work. And then it's an occasional tourism gig here. Like I've done some stuff with tourism Tas. you know, we've yep. just finished a big contract with tourism Australia. So that's kept me busy the last year. Basically oh, we awesome. did, a, did a big project for the post COVID stuff. Uh, there was the NECI program, um, down the East coast. So that kept us busy. Um, and yeah, it, just general commercial work, to be honest, Grant, like it's just, um, it can be stuff to do with shooting some cars for a, a car dealership, or you know, yeah, right. um, just general commercial work. I mean, I don't step anywhere near like studio sort of stuff. I don't really do any of that type of commercial work. It's normally you
0: don't do portraits and weddings. No, nah, sort of no, nah,
1: nah. I do. You know, I do occasional weddings here and there for people I know and friends up here on well, the northwest yeah. coast. Like I've done a couple here and there, so. Um, yeah, but other, other than that, it's just, yeah, it's generally stuff out in the field outside, like trying to, you know, absorb the nature side of things where, where I'm passionate and strong. So yeah. And, and yeah, but some days it's quiet and if it's quiet, I, I'll sometimes go for a little hiking, like get out and go to shoot a sunrise somewhere. That, so it's nice having that, that sort of, um, freelance option to, to be able to do yeah, that.
0: The ability to say, okay, well, I haven't got anything on this, this morning, let, let's go.
1: Yeah, exactly right, and that and that's that's good. That's and yeah, back to the building area. Like I never would have had an option to do that. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, nice you're being on, able to get. are on the
0: tools Monday yeah. to Friday and, and some yeah. Saturdays. I guess.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. So so it's nice to have a few days off here and then and be able to go. Well, you know what? I'm going to go up there and shoot sunrise and yeah, check out some new spots. So sweet.
0: sweet. Yeah, for people that don't know your work, how would you describe your style? Oh um hmm, you've sprung there I guess dramatic-ish
1: moody yeah. yeah I guess I'm 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 a big big user of I love lights and shadows and I love working with light and I think this might be a bit of a ramble here but Go for I, it. Think, I, I think um the biggest part in photography and and what people need to understand is how light works and the way the way it can an affect an image, like between your highlights, your shadows, and yeah, the way the lights coming into a scene, and mm-hmm. and that's one thing I try to observe. Like I don't plan a lot of my shots. Like sometimes I'll check out on Google Earth, or you know, have a little scope of some other photos that have been in the area. But most of the time, I just like going there and just creating what I can, what I can create. So, and yeah, I, I just I just think it's a big understanding to know how it all works and it can really make and make or break an image I think um but yeah back to my back to the work I think yeah I, I don't know how to describe it I, I guess it's yeah a bit bit dramatic um I use a lot of contrast and and blacks and yeah it's it's a hard one to answer <laughs> um uh, that's fine yeah. yeah I don't know <laughs> what Is do you anything looks
0: like oh um, dramatic's a good word for it because yeah. I, I think there's, uh, for me, a lot of power and emotion in in, in a lot of your work. So mm. for, for me, you know, particularly some of those stormy scenes where you've got those big waves crashing in and, and so forth, you know, and a lot of dramatic cloud going on, you know, there's, mm. there's, there's definite drama and power in that. Um, yeah, and yeah. I do like the way that you work with your contrasts and you know that light and shade. Uh, for for me, it's it's one of the things that makes your work stand out a little bit. Um, I guess what is it that you feel you're trying to communicate with your photography? Are you trying to communicate anything, or is it just here's a picture? You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I guess I guess with my work, I'm always. Yeah, like I said, trying to find something a bit unique in my in my subject to shoot and sort of tell a story and yeah, and draw a view in. And like you said, to make it so that you know, oh, that's Oscar Sloan's work. Like that's yeah. I think we all try to put our footprint in something for people to to notice that that that's that person. And yeah, I think I think I try to draw in the viewer with my work to be able to to tell a bit of a story and Inspire them, to be honest. Like I, I, like I said, I've always since I started, I've just tried to make work to inspire people to connect with the work and go. I want to see that place, or Mm. I want to get outdoors. That looks awesome. I want to start photography. You know, like I want to do that. So that that's what I. That's one of my biggest passions is to inspire people to to get outdoors and just see see nature for themselves. And
0: and that's what I'm aiming with my body of work, to be honest. Nice, nice. So, would you define success in your photography? This is your personal stuff, obviously, not the not the commercial stuff. Would you define success as uh, getting that engagement with people that they are inspired?
1: Yeah, I think so. I I think so because I could see pe- I could talk to people that you know, like not in the social media area, but people who have just seen my work here and there that they, they can say, "Oh, your works, yeah, very inspiring." Like it's it's so unique or you know i can tell you i can tell that it's oscar sloan like it's you you can stand out from the crowd and and i guess that gives me the inspiration to keep going yeah Um, and when when people do comment stuff like that it's yeah it's just like it's like wow does that is that that's what i'm trying to achieve does it actually can you actually see that so i think i think that gives that yeah that hearing those words definitely keeps me inspired to to keep creating what I want to do and what I am creating. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Mm. One, of the, one of the things I really like exploring a little bit is that connection between place, technique and subject. And obviously where you live, you know, you described there's, you know, Bass Strait, there's the mountains, etc and some absolutely fantastic wilderness areas around around there. Does where you live therefore sort of dictate what you shoot and how you shoot it? Or do you look for scenes based on how you like to shoot and what you like to shoot?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess I'd lean more towards with what's around me uh, will determine on what I'm going to shoot with, whether it's, yeah, putting someone in a shot for scale or, yeah, having the certain subject to shoot. And, I mean, like like you say, we, we have mountains and stuff here, but, you know, they're not massive like, you know, New Zealand and Canada and all that sort of stuff. But
0: no.
1: that's why I feel like, the, like there's especially at Cradle Mountain, I know a few shots off the top of my head that I haven't got and I could get, but um, that can give a sense of scale to the place. And... Yeah, I guess I like using a lot of people in my shots for scale because yeah, it's just it's just something I've always been drawn to since I started out, whether it's yeah, having someone in there just to show off that sense of scale. And I think it just makes like I love clean landscape images, don't get me wrong, like without anything in it. That's that's one of my passions for sure. But um I think just having some sort of subject in there just gives off a different different perspective.
0: Yeah.
1: And um yeah, and I think there's plenty of opportunity in tassie whether you're shooting you know it's a car or it's a person or what whatever's in the shot there's definitely cool unique angles to get to be able to show to show that that location if you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so yeah i guess i guess the with what's around me here close to home definitely is shaping more of my photography and what i what i want to shoot so yeah yeah, yeah. If that, if that sort of answers your question. There's no right or
0: wrong answer, I <laughs> guess.
1: <It's, laughs> I might I'm have got in, on a bit.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in how people respond to their location and whether or not that's what drives their technique and their subject matter or whether it's a desire to go and shoot a certain way or, you know, shoot a certain subject that then dictates where they go. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a bit of both. I think
1: it is a bit of both, but um, yeah, like I said, I pretty much back what I said was probably more of my answer, but yeah, I think sometimes if you can, if I just go to a place and think, oh, I haven't been here and I haven't really noted out what's going on, but if I can go there and just, yeah, shoot clean landscape without anyone in it, I, I'd still be happy. Like if I feel like I can create something anywhere I sort of go, it just, and like a lot of people will say, oh, you have to shoot gold now you have to shoot sunrise you know sunset i think no you don't yeah, like two hour I,
0: gold now yeah, yeah
1: yeah 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 i i think i think if you can shoot you know harsh light during the middle of the day and, and nail it well i think that's the icing on the cake like that's the hardest time, to
0: shoot, yeah. hardest time to shoot for sure and i think every photographer needs to learn that for sure yeah. and, no, and I, I i go along with that i think one of the greatest skills in photography is just dealing with whatever conditions are there yeah. Absolutely. Whether it's, you know, that dull, diffused light that you get on an overcast day and, you know, trying to get colour and, you know, a sense of contrast in those low-contrast lighting, you know, that that's possibly one of the hardest challenges, but equally hard is, you know, getting that harsh light to work for you and work in your, your favour. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, yeah. some, sometimes it's just waiting for a cloud to pass by, sometimes it's.
1: Okay, yeah. well,
0: we're gonna. There, there are no clouds. i are gonna have to embrace it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly
0: right. And, and I think,
1: like I, I was, I think as I always started when I started out, and I, was, I think everyone does. Um, when, I think you just want to shoot, you know, the best conditions, and you want to really shoot the blue hour, the golden hour. Um, yeah, I think, the more that I've grown along. I've rather, I've been more inclined to go shoot when I want and just embrace the conditions, like you say, and, and just deal with what you get. Like, yeah, we all plan for a beautiful sunrise, but if it's something goes wrong, it's obviously everything happens for a reason. I feel like if you yeah. can adjust to work to the conditions, I think you're, you're going to be more happier inside. Like, you're not going to be, you know, pissed off. You're going to be more happier inside. You're going to, you can still come away with something and just just embrace it and enjoy the moment and that that's what I've yeah and back to like the last the last year or so being closer to home I've just done that like just gone gone okay I feel like going out for a shot take the camera see what I can get go here like I didn't didn't get much but still was happy just to go so yeah I I just feel like every photographer needs to go out and shoot in all various conditions to get get the taste of it and I guess just doing a lot more commercial work now you know midday stuff as made me, I don't know, more confident, I guess, to, to yeah. be able to shoot in those conditions. Yeah.
0: And, um, yeah, so. Well, you if you get more tourism work, you'll be doing a lot more of it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly right, yeah, yeah. You've
0: got to have those blue skies. And
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> so have you got a favourite spot that just keeps calling you back? Um, New Zealand, I think. Yeah, I
1: mean, I've done a fair bit, a little bit of traveling, I guess you could say, but not not on a big scale, but not 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 uh, not much, but um, I guess New Zealand is it's so close to here, to Oz and to Taz. so um, and it's it's beautiful there. There's so much to do there too, like it's big mountains, you know, big forests, similar to Tasmania just on a bigger scale, and and I guess maybe. I love Tassie so much and that's where I started. New Zealand's very similar and a bigger scale. Maybe that's why I'm very drawn to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe that's why I'm so drawn to it. But like I've been going there every year since I started and uh like no trip's never never bad there. And I've come away with some of my best work there. So um yeah, it's just it's just something about that place. It's it's always calling back and it's definitely I'll definitely try to return each year, to be honest, for the rest of my life, as long as I can. So, and like one day, I'd love to take a um, family over there and just show them like this is where I because I like I think when I first started, my first trip was to New Zealand, and it was only about three or four months into my journey, and it, yeah, that's where it really inspired and kicked off, to be honest. And it was like the scale of the place is incredible, and it's like, wow, I, I want to do this more, and that, yeah,
0: so. New Zealand's definitely the spot, my favorite for sure. Fantastic. What's the most memorable experience you've had uh, out shooting?
1: Most memorable experience. I don't know. Like, there's a few occasions, I guess. And I mean, each, each shoot's memorable, memorable to me. Like, it's just, it's my passion. I love it. And yeah. I think, I think they're all just equal. I mean, you can't beat one with a few mates, um, whether it's on a hike or, you know, like you're over on a stint in New Zealand for a week and it's, you're all there together just doing the same things that you love. It's that that's to me making a great memory. And
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um it's a hard question to answer. Um, but honestly, I just I enjoy every moment I can out there in the field, to be honest. Um
0: That's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> I it's, it.
1: it's a one I, I guess it stuns everyone. It's like I've done so much and which is a good thing, I guess, but it's like I can't really pick one, but yeah, I to me, if it's just with anyone any mates, all having their there for the same reason, having a good time, that's great. That's in, in my book, that's a a great memory. So and if you can get it if you can get a couple of bangers, well, so be it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's always a bonus. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What about horror stories? Every everyone's got a horror story from uh, from their shooting.
1: Um as in horror, do we mean gone wrong?
0: Or... Well, it could be a near miss. It could be a loss of a loss of a bit of gear that you were really keen on. Or yeah. I haven't. I haven't lost any gear. Oh, well, that's Thank lucky. You.
1: Lucky. Touch wood. Uh, last year in February, just went for a local hike down on the west coast here in Tassie. It's a, probably a two and a half hour drive from my place, and it's pretty hard hike. <laughs> it's. Um, I'd say it's. In terms of kilometers, it's not actually super long. It's probably four or five one way, but it's, I think it's about 1500 meters of elevation, going, So it's a pretty yeah, right. up there. And yeah, it was, it was a beautiful day. And I was like, we, we got up there about three o'clock in the Arvo and just chilled out, set the tent up. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll get the camera out, take a few photos, and no SD card. And I'm like, uh oh. So I checked all through my bag. I was like, oh, there's got to be a spare one in here somewhere. <laughs> and um, obviously, because I had the overnight pack, not just my general you know, day pack, Um, there wasn't any SD cards in there. <laughs> and oh, I was pretty shattered to be honest, cause it was a location they never shot. And, um, and, it, and, you know, it was like, I said, it was a beautiful day. And I was like, yeah, these conditions are going to be beautiful at sunset. And, and they were, so I was very,
0: very pissed off. So you got to enjoy uh, it without taking any shots.
1: Yeah. Or? And that's, that's what I mean. And it was like, I was pissed off, but then when it was all actually happening and I was there with my partner, and it was one of her first overnight hikes too. So yeah, right. well, it wasn't my first overnight, well, sorry, it was her first overnight. So it was it was good just to enjoy it with her, to be honest. And um, yeah, just take it in. I mean, if I was by myself, I might've been a bit more pissed off. But <laughs> um, yeah, nah, it was, it was very annoying to start with, but then, yeah, like I said, it was just nice to enjoy it and take it in. And then Sunrise, of course, was perfect, so. <laughs> Yeah, but other than that, I don't think I've had much else go wrong to be honest. Um I've been pretty lucky off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's that, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> what has the practice of photography taught you about nature?
1: It's definitely made me be more aware, I guess, to you know, all this climate change around us, um how how like, you know, how fragile it really is. I guess you know, five years ago before I really got into it, I was I mean, I was a lot younger then and didn't really take a lot of this more in. But I mean, getting a bit older now and just realizing that, you know, stuff's stuff's going and it's not coming back, it's um definitely made me be more aware to how fragile yeah, what's around us and where we live is. Um and I guess I guess like a lot of landscape photographers think about that as well because you know that's our passion we're shooting we're shooting nature something that's a living thing and um it's slowly dying in, in yeah. certain aspects and yeah it's, it's definitely made me more aware and more inclined to, to to do my my thing to to save the planet as such you know um so yeah yeah it definitely has made me more aware to to what's a revolving around us and and to look after what we live in so and out in the field where i'm shooting i i I try to abide by the rules and do what i can where i can like you know these world world heritage areas where we are in tasmania like cradle mountain there's all this beautiful button grass and you know um uh can't think of the the plan off the top of my head but there's certain certain parts that are very fragile and like yeah okay it'd be nice to walk out that way 20 meters and get a different angle but I personally wouldn't do it because maybe five years ago I would have, but now that I realise what you're actually doing, it's it's not worth it. So I yeah, where I can do the do the right thing, I will do it, and um, I try to push that in the right area for others too. So yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I think I think that's an important message, is you know, particularly in wilderness areas like. Yep. Uh, you say around uh, Cradle Mountain, the, there's boardwalks there on that overland track for a bloody good reason. Yeah,
1: exactly. And 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 you can imagine if like that's a really popular trail. Imagine if there was nothing there, it'd just be. Be wrecked and just a dirt track, you know. So
0: Well I do. I reckoned reckon it'd, it'd be a trench almost. Uh, yeah, three or four yeah. foot deep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With the amount of rain up there and mud, yes, you probably yeah. be right. <laughs> water gushing down the middle of it. That's right. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, as you say, it's it's really important to get that message out to people that are new to the game as well. You know, there's yeah. tracks and fences there for a reason. I, I went to a waterfall uh, recently and there was a, you know, fairly obvious fence around the the track at the top of it and yet there were people out there beyond the fence standing at the top of the waterfall and yeah, no, i'm kind of going yay. yeah 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 <laughs> no <laughs> i know and it's and it it's so hard because
1: people are like oh it's gonna make a great shot but it's just like well well then we'd all do it and just get it anyway so just 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 abide by, by the rules and that's right they're there for a reason and it's it's for a good reason i think so yeah yeah, it's it's a it's a hard one for some people to understand. And and like I said, I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought any different if I wasn't into this area, I think. And it's and it's just made me be more aware and open to it. So
0: Yeah, definitely. I want to turn to the process side of things a little bit now and talk a bit about whether or not when you're going out, are you more spontaneous or you're a planner? Are you taking your time about putting together a bit of an itinerary before you go and you want to line up your shots on Google maps or photographers, Ephemeris or whatever. Uh, Are you at that end or are you at the other, let's just go and see what happens?
1: I'm a bit in the mix. Um, Probably more at the end of saying, no, I'm just going out and I'll wing it. (laughs) Um, And only I think in that reason is because maybe that's how I started out. I just, I've always been like, well, I feel like going for a hike, or I'm going to go down to the east coast, go on camping, going to take the camera. Sure. Last minute decision, so I definitely uh, lean more towards that area. But then, in saying that, I still some on just depending what it is, and sometimes I'll get a little bit of Google Earth up and have a little bit of a look at the location. Um, but. In all serious i don't go into too much detail i like i said yeah. i just i just like grabbing the camera and going okay the weather's looking good this weekend Let, let's go um and yeah i don't really look on instagram too much for the location to see what other photographers have got i just like getting there and seeing right. what i can see like and i guess that's i don't know that maybe that's why I try to find a unique different different angle of something because I, I just like getting there sussing out the location myself in person and then then like okay that's what i want to shoot And if i've got someone with me can you get over there i want to get a shot with you in this angle like um i think it, it's just fun of that way and that's how i enjoy shooting so yeah that, that's no, that's that's how
0: i'd go about it that's great so you're not there sort of with much of a concept of what what it is that you want you might go oh well. I want sunrise or I want sunset, but beyond that? Yeah, beyond that,
1: just whatever it is. And, yeah, like I say, whatever angles sort of come up and think, oh, yep, that'll look good at the time, let's run over there. So, yeah, it's – um, I mean, like, you're not going to go to the west coast of Tasmania and shoot sunrise. So it's a, it's like – it's plain obvious that you might go, okay, well, I'm going to the west coast, I'm going to shoot sunset. But yeah. um, in terms of the shots that I'm trying to line up, that's normally just on the fly, so –
0: yeah, right. So, what yeah. sort of things are you looking for in the field? You you're out there, and you've got out of the car, or you've hiked your your twenty k's or whatever it is to, to yep. your location. What are you looking for?
1: Something different, I think. And uh, I might be um, saying the wrong thing here. I mean, like I've shot. I'm sure we've all shot the same things that people have shot before. But oh,
0: iconic spots it's, are iconic. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's it's and sometimes it's hard to get something different, but that's um. It. They look at it from a certain angle or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I guess um, I'm just trying to, yeah, bring, I guess it brings it back to create something that inspires someone um, yeah. to go see that spot, to be honest, and whether it's something dramatic with waves coming in on the coast or if it's, you know, up in the mountain with, with the light leading into the valley, like it could be something really, and like I said, I, I love, love working with the lights and shadows, and I think mm. it can really tell 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 something and i love that when light's coming in somewhere and then you've got really dark shadows there and i love working with that and if i can find something in my subject to shoot like that i'm stoked so yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's why i really love doing aerial work to be honest because <clears throat> i guess you're up on that different elevation and you you're literally looking down on the different parts of light hitting hitting the land and yeah. um hitting the different parts of whatever you're shooting you could be shooting mountains and there's like i say there's light leading into this valley with big rays and um, or you might be over a river with, you know, light hitting a riverbed and, you know, that's that's what I really enjoy shooting. And aerial, like it's, I've done a lot in New Zealand. I've done a fair bit in Tasmania and I've, I, I mean, most of my stuff in Tasmania is the drone stuff and um, whether and if, and if it is in, you know, national parks, it's because I've got permission for, for a job to be able to do it. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I'm really drawn to shooting the aerial type of work and that's where I want to lead to doing, doing more. And I think that's why I love in New Zealand, because it's, oh. it's epic. It's epic from the sky over there. It's, um, it's honestly another world and I, I advise everyone if you, if you're going to go over there, just whether you can get a job doing it whether if you're a photographer or if you're just a, a standalone person, go, go pay that three, 400 bucks for a flight. Cause it's, it's pretty, pretty epic. And, um, yeah. Yeah. and that's why I try to shoot that type of work because just to inspire and show people what it's really like. And
0: yeah. Cool. Are you thinking about how you're going to process the images when you're shooting or do you kind of let the process you you know how you're going to process them so uh, i guess i'm going to ask this question a different way (laughs) (laughs) do you shoot based on how you're going to process things or do you process things based on how you shoot um i guess i'd shoot
1: shoot things how I wanted them to process because every time I'm shooting I'm envisioning the end product. Um yeah. and like, I'd, like I like I do a fair bit of you know like I said commercial work and I'm doing video in the commercial area and and I think video you definitely want to envision what you're going to produce. And yeah. yeah. And that has probably led me more towards in my images okay I'm gonna gonna get the drone in that angle I'm gonna move around that angle because I can I can see what I want to end up with. Yeah. Um so yeah I, I'm definitely one to to be thinking of the final product when I'm shooting, um, and I think we all know, like if you if you're shooting something with a beautiful light coming, you can just be like, oh wow, this is gonna look awesome once I edit. It. Like you know, you know when you've got that that image and you've got yep. to that point where it's like, yeah, this is gonna be look awesome. And um, yeah, that's what I'm always looking for is what I'm going to come up with, how I'm going to do it, and then yeah, and and I guess it comes back to understanding the light because. Mm. If you, like, I know as soon as I look at a scene, okay, yeah, this is this is not going to work. Like, it's it's not yeah, what right. I'm after. Um, and same with my commercial work. Like, I, I could go shoot a house and, I mean, it's you got to do it there and then, but it's just like, ah, oh, this could look so much better in three hours. Like, yeah. that light's on that pit. Like, with the light in it that way, it's just going to look better. And I and I guess, um, yeah, so I, I, I definitely know when I get to a scene that, yep, yeah, that's going to look great or that's not going to look great. And if I'm down something that's going to work, I'll I'll work around that to be able to envision that then product. So Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. So you've got the shot, you're pretty happy with it, you're happy with the light. You're in the editing suite. What sort of things are you doing? Are you into loads of layers and luminosity masks and all the rest of that sort of thing? Or are you more naturalistic and keeping it real with uh, you know, very little in the way of editing?
1: I'm gonna to have to give all my tips right here, Grant.
0: No, no, no. no,
1: <laughs> <seconds>.
0: no
1: <laughs> <seconds>. <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, yeah. Oh, it just depends what it is. Um, I do use a lot of um, you know, brush tools and um, gradient filters and stuff like that. Just depending what what I'm sh- what it is that I'm shooting. I mean, and then sometimes you know you can get a, a clean image where I don't need to use that at all. It's just a, a basic a basic um, you know, light edit. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a mi- it's a mixture. It's a mixture for sure. And I think in the more dramatic images, like you know, with the light coming in on a certain angle, I'll, I'll, I'll play around with the brushes and the the gradient filters, and and I'll go, and I might get to it and be like, oh, no, that doesn't look right. I'll scrap that. Then I might just leave it a bit more, you know, minimalistic. Um, let like less is more sometimes. So, sure,
0: sure.
1: um, yeah, it all plays a bit of a factor in what what I'm shooting. But yeah, I'm I'm on the spectrum of yeah spending you know 20 minutes on an image or i can spend two minutes you know and i, I wouldn't spend any longer than 20 minutes on an image i think if it's yeah, if it's, right. not, if it's not working for me i'll move on like it's i'm not getting the product that i want
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so I, i'd spend you know like you know your 20 minutes in sewing lightroom then i'd jump into photoshop and do some final tweaks and adjustments and i don't really do too much in photoshop it's normally just uh, i might need to you know move, something needs to be removed out of the photo like if it's a and dust spot on the camera, or you know, like yeah, right. just general general stuff. Like I don't don't play around with Photoshop too much. I'm more rather just you know sh- what you've shot there and then is what I want to produce. So mm. um, yeah, so I guess my post production time would be around yeah, no longer than fifteen or twenty minutes. So yeah,
0: right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So are you straight into editing when you get back, or do you tend to leave things sit for a while before you get into? It?
1: Yeah, I do a bit of
0: both, to be honest. Like, if it's
1: two parts, I guess if it's my commercial work and it's for clientele, I I would like to do it fresh because I right. know I've shot the job on the day. I you want. I got want to got a
0: deadline for that stuff anyway. Yeah,
1: well, that's why right. you normally got you know a week or so, or might be two weeks for the deadline. But I like to do it do it fresh. What's in my mind because I think it's it's more that I'm shooting it for a clientele and I want to you know I want to keep that get that good worth ethic, ethic there and keep my consistent with with the job so yeah yeah when it when it's a bit more my my personal work i i sometimes leave it there for months so you know yeah. like i i am um, i still haven't even been through half my stuff in europe at the moment that was three months yeah, right. and and I, I i i want to revisit that on days when i'm a bit quiet and do something fresh you know like that so i think sure. it's it's good to do both and that's how i operate anyway and then but you know i might get back from a sunrise shoot at cradle mountain no i've got some really good shots i can't wait so and get straight into it but then you know you could have a good little editing session for an hour or so or two and then and then you might revisit that a week later and be like why did i edit like that like it's that nah, that doesn't look right so i i think i think leaving some stuff for you know a bit period of time can. You revisit it; it plays a different different factor. So, mm, mm. yeah, I like exploring exploring both areas in yeah the, the time frame. So,
0: yeah, cool. In terms of learning uh, both photography, but also uh, the post processing processing side of things, are you self taught? Did you go and seek education? Is there a mentor that you used? How did, how, did you, how did you actually learn the craft, I guess?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm self-taught with everything. And, um, yeah, from, from from photography side, I, I was self-taught. I mean, I had a couple of other photographer friends in Tassie here that were into the same interest, like, you know, hiking and camping yep. and, have, and having a camera. Like, they showed me the tips and tricks of the manual, to shoot manual. Like, I guess every photographer starts out shooting auto. And... Um, Having having a couple of mates there to show me a few things there definitely helped, and I mean I've done a couple of little YouTube videos on like how to set up your your camera to manual and understanding a bit of ISO, you know, all that sort of stuff too. So done that at the start, and then and then everything from there's been self taught in in the field process of shooting, and then yeah, editing all all back on me. Like I've just I've learned everything from from scratch, so. Understanding Lightroom, you know, there's so many tools in there, and and whether it's video as well or in Premiere Pro, it's like it's it's endless. And yeah, yeah. Photoshop's then another level, you know. So, um, yeah, I've I've been self-taught with everything, and I don't know if it's. I, I mean, there's no right or wrong. Whether you you're going to get lessons to how to edit, like whether you you do workshops or you do you watch YouTube videos, there's no wrong. And and I, I if someone said to me, oh, would you? if I'm going to watch a YouTube video on how to do this, I'm not going to say go for it. Like I'm not going to bag out or anything. That's just, I just think that's that's just what you can and can't do. And, and um, yeah, I I just really enjoyed exploring with the different tools and playing around. I mean, I was just so eager to shoot. I was shooting a lot when I started. And I think, you know, the more frequent you shoot, the better you're going to get, the more practice you do. The practice makes perfect, I guess. So, and I mean, I'm not, no one's perfect, but you know what I mean? The saying, as the saying goes and, and I guess when I was shooting flat out, like when I was building, I was every weekend or every opportunity I had, I'd go out and shoot and come back home and edit. And I guess just, just doing that, that, you know, consistent practice is um, has self-taught me to where I am today. So okay. yeah. yeah.
0: What about printing? Do you do much of that?
1: No, not really. I've done a few prints for, you know, people, locals around Tassie and stuff that are on request. Um, but in terms of that I haven't really pushed that area to be honest like yeah right I don't know why <laughs> I, I just I just haven't I don't know I haven't really ever yeah been been focused to push that area and just if someone comes to me and says oh would you would do you do prints so I if, if you want one what do you what size do you want what do you want um check out some images, and they might come back and say hey can you can you get me one of these what's the price yeah. so cool um yeah, I, I do it do it for anyone like that, but yeah, haven't really promoted it at all, to be honest. So
0: yeah, right. What about that time when every photographer sort of hits that creative block? Have you ever had that issue, and if so, how did you handle it?
1: Yeah, definitely a few times. Um, I guess my f- first sort of bigger time was probably probably when I was you know building and had the passion for photography and it was just like well I can't I can't do it full time so I'm sort of pissed off at myself that I can't but you know I was in that phase where I was really enjoying my building work and and because I was building with my mates and stuff like we're all together which was really cool and it was awesome you go to work with your mates and you just do that Monday to Friday so there was no bad days and that's why I was like well, I can't be bothered with photography at the moment. I'm just going to focus on my building. And then there's just like, uh, then you leave that for a few months and it's like, oh, and then you go back and pick it up and it's like, why did, it, why did I stop, you know? Yeah, but right. um, I guess there was a sort of phase in the early years of that. And then when sort of COVID hit, to be honest, like I was, you know, travelling beforehand and, um, you know, I'd been in Canada, I'd done, been in New Zealand, you know, and that I couldn't do that and no one knew like, oh, how long is this going to go on for? So it's yeah. just like my passion sort of died there for a little bit for sure. And then, cause like I'd spent, you know, four years in my backyard shooting and I'm like, Oh, well, I'm a bit bored of this and I can't go overseas. And, you know, as, as everyone sort of says, and then, and then when we were sort of, you know, in that lockdown period, and I mean, in Tassie, we didn't get hit, hit too hard, we were still allowed to go out outdoors. Yeah, you know? yeah. Obviously not, you can't go interstate or overseas, but um to be able to connect back with home, that's when I sort of picked it back up. You know, you had that break for X amount of months and then it's just like, well, we're stuck here. Who knows how long I'm gonna be stuck here? Let's go find some new spots. And yeah, right. and that's what I did. And that's what I did. And then and then I th- I guess that brings back to being like I said earlier in the in the show, that I I've been connecting more to home and finding different spots because I'm bloody lucky to live where I am. Like it's a it's a beautiful part of the world and and so, anyone in Australia, anyone, I think Australia is a beautiful place and, and Tasmania is a photographer's paradise and it's perfect for what I do. And that's why I thought, well, why don't I go explore and find some new spots? And I'd been, you know, I'd just moved up to the Northwest. So there was a few new spots that I could find. And, and I guess that's, yeah, that's, that's what's um, brought back into, into my passion. So yeah, I've been through a few blocks for sure. And, and it, it, it does, and like I said, it does get hard with the commercial work and the passion side of it. Like, you know, I haven't shot much passion work probably since I've been home from Europe. And yeah, right. like, you know, like I went out the other weekend just for a sunrise shoot, just because I, I wanted to go. And it it is hard at times, but um, yeah, I, I've I've been through a few blocks, and I'm sure there'll be many more to come. But it's a it's a weird time for sure for people.
0: Definitely, definitely. Speaking about challenges, what do you see as the biggest challenge facing photography right now?
1: As in, do you mean as in, like, commercial work or whether it's...
0: Oh, any, anywhere you like. Yeah, well, any. I, guess,
1: I guess climate change is a factor. Um, you know, like, I'm, I'm right into shooting mountains and stuff, you know, like, my big dramatic landscapes and the glaciers, and I guess they're all melting, you know, like, there's only, you know, time time's ticking. Yeah, um, yeah. And... I mean, like, it's not, a, a, it might not be a, a problem in my lifetime, but I mean, future generations of photographers to come through and do the same industry, in the same um, industry as what we're doing, you know, the landscape scene, it's 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 going to be hard. Like, you know, it's even happening here in Tasmania on the on the west coast in the Tarkon where the rainforest is. They're just cutting it down and, um, you know, they're, that there's going to be nothing left in, in that and that might be in my lifetime there's going to be nothing left there you know and and when when the future generations come through it's 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 just going to be a different scenario and i just don't think it'll ever be what it is today like it won't be as beautiful there won't be as you know um there won't be as i don't know what the word is um there just won't be as much scenery and and the nature what nature's offering today what will not be there in in the years to come and and it's going to be definitely hard as a landscape photographer
0: for sure yeah right right. what about the future of photography how do you how do you see it developing um pun intended (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's interesting to see where it's
1: going like obviously at the moment i mean 50% Fifty percent of people know, or maybe there's more. But NFTs are, are happening now. Like you know, you can you can sell work digitally online, and um, anyone can do that. Like if you if you know if you can pick up a camera and go take a photo, and someone might buy it. People are buying pictures of drawings. You know, who knows? Yeah. So like, <laughs> it, it, there's definitely the future of of selling more NFTs like that for photographers. I mean, mind you, I've sold a few here and there, but um, I haven't been pushing it as such. Um. And I think the reason I haven't been pushed is because I've been busy with my commercial work Monday to Friday. Mm. And um yeah, and, and like I think I think what drew drew me away from the NFT area was you had to be up there, you know, you had to be on there eight hours a day talking about your work. I guess I understand there's a marketing side of things and, and there's a marketing side of things of everything in business, but i i would have thought that okay you can post your work i mean yeah it's it's going to be hard to share it around if you're not you're not engaging but if you can look at an image and think oh yeah i like that i could buy that but i, I don't need to hear i think i don't need to hear the ins and outs of what you you don't need to be there for eight hours a day bragging on about it and all that stuff i think if yep. i think like if you can see a, a, a photo and you, you think that's awesome like that that's what you're trying to trying to present that's what i'm trying to present anyway i'm trying to the show work my work should stand exercise. on it's own. yeah yeah exactly if, if you can see that image and that talks to you well that's what i'm trying to achieve and i i think being on a screen and talking to talking in those spaces and just being on twitter present that 80 hours every day it's too much and I, I don't have time for that and that's yeah. why it's sort of drawn me away from the from the nft space but i i think there's still there's still room to grow in it for sure and i think in the years to come we're still so early in that area um future photographers might expand more into that. There might not be, you know, the the general print anymore. And people might not sell prints, and they're just like, okay, if you want it, you have to buy it as an NFT. Who knows? yeah, um, yeah I mean, who knows? It could be a phase, it could be, could be not. So it's, it's still too young to say, I think. But um,
0: yeah. Fair enough. What do you like to do when you're not out shooting?
1: I well, like Getting away camping around Tassie, like there's some beautiful spots on the east coast, west coast, and um, just just taking the ute and going away, whether it's with, um, you know, the, the mountain bikes and heading to Derby or St. Helens down the east coast. And, nice. Um, just spending time with some mates. And I'm, I'm riding to my wakeboarding as well, so I do, do a fair okay. bit of that. Yeah, grew up doing a lot of water skiing and stuff when I lived back in Launceston on a dam that was a lake, a lake basically a dam and a lake that we lived on and um we had friends that had ski boats and stuff so we grew up in that area um that was most weekends in summer which was great so right. so yeah still still do a bit of wakeboarding and it's um good to go out and have a few beers and do that uh, on the hot days rather right. than be up on on a mountain hiking so <laughs> um yeah and then yeah that's pretty much it to be honest just just catching up with friends and um Fair enough. Fair yeah,
0: enough. yeah yeah are there any photographers out there you think I should be talking to? I guess we want to talk about the landscape area more. Preferably, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this guy—he's—he's he's one of my biggest inspirations and has been since the get go. And he's a really nice fellow. I've met him once down here in Tassie. It's Jason Charles Hill. I don't—you've probably heard of him.
0: I have heard of him. I haven't uh, reached out to him as yet.
1: Yeah. I've Jason's a lovely fella, and his partner, Emily. And um, I mean, I hung out down, down here in Tassie with him last, last year, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, and like his work's always been an inspiration of mine. I just, I just love the way he, what he shoots and how he does it and how he goes about it. And even just been hanging out with him alongside him here was great. So um, yeah, I, I, I think you should, if you can reach out to Jason and have a chat with him, that'd be awesome to have a bit more inside and have a chat with him. Cause he's yeah, like I said, a genuine, nice fella. And, his work's awesome. I think everyone knows that, and
0: yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, hit him up. <laughs> All right, we'll do. Well, I got one more question for you, and uh, for some, it's the most important one I can ask. Do you like pineapple yeah. on pizza? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Do you? Um, I don't mind it. if it's. I, I don't order it specifically, but if it's if a Hawaiian's sitting on the table and we're, we're eating pizza, then it's going to get eaten.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll go into it. I'm the exact same. I wouldn't order it, but if it's sitting there, why not? <laughs> Excellent.
0: All right, well, thank you very much for spending some time with me uh, today, Oscar. It's been really wonderful getting to know you and getting to learn a bit more about how you do what you do. Where can people find your work?
1: Yeah, thanks, Grant. Um,
0: so people can find my work. You know,
1: the general social medias, Instagram, uh, just Oscar Sloan, straight Oscar Sloan. No any, no underscores or full stops. And then my website's just www.oscarsloan.com. Cool. Um, yeah, and Twitter's Oscar Sloan as well. I think so. Yeah, just the just the general. But um, I'd advise more people to go to my website and look at it on a big desktop screen. That's that's what I tend to try to push more because it's a different perspective. It's a bit better than the older iPhone. So if you can have a minute to search me on Google and go there, that'd be great. So
0: Fantastic. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Grant. Talk soon. Cheers. Brilliant. Thanks again for listening to Landscape Photography World. I hope you enjoyed the show and keep listening because I'll be joined by some great guests in upcoming episodes. You can find my work in this podcast at grantswinburnphotography.com. I'm also on Vero, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram and Facebook. I'm Grant Swinburne, hope to see you out shooting soon.